Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy Monday. And for once, I, I can't recall the last time I've said this, but what a happy Monday it is. I know. <laughs> uh, what a bizarre really, feeling. I I still keep, I'm, I was hanging with my mom yesterday and we were chit-chatting about it all. And I just keep feeling like I have to pinch myself. I'm like, I literally... I don't know. I I kind of and I think I said on this podcast that I did always think we were going to keep the Senate and lose the House, but I didn't expect it to happen in this way that was like so like everything, almost everything came up in our direction that could have come up in our direction. Yeah, I think it was really cool that we performed better. There was a lot of obstacles and it's really interesting how these places, you know, I mean, these places that are like, we think are super red or stuff are coming up blue and like New York is having so much trouble. I can't believe that like we're, we, I think we're losing the house over in New York. Like it, it, it hasn't happened yet. Fucking and it's Cuomo, not, man. and it's, I know, but it's like, is it all redistricting? Sammy actually talked a lot about this last week about just sort of like weird trends and like ideas and just shifts going on yeah. there. But and I Eric also Adams like his influence. It, exactly. None of it, it, a lot of hurdles. There were a lot of hurdles and this one proved to be. You know who's pissed about it. If you want to see a nuanced take, go follow you uh you line oh, on Oh um, yeah, she's the best. On fucking Twitter. She I th- she ran against him in the primary, right? She ran against him with in the Mondaire primary. Jones. He fucking with Mondaire Jones. I've gone against Sean Patrick Maloney and everything that he tweets, she's just like, "Oh god." Shut up! <laughs> like cuz he posted this this picture like yesterday that was him and Nancy Pelosi and he was like Still worth it. And she's like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah, like you yeah. might cost us the house, you specifically. So, And I just like, I do hold this against him too, is that, you know, there's just, he knows we don't have a lot of nice things to look at in the House of Representatives. He knows this. And he is a bright, he is a bright, cute ass spot in the House of Representatives. And he let this go. He let it <laughs> he go. He let it go. He you know, let it go. I can't Wait, believe it. Wait, are you it. saying that he's hot? Yes. yes. But Sean he unhotified Also, have you seen his husband? His husband's f- hot as hell too. It's really a shame. It's really but a shame. I'm unhot Because I'm like, this can't be the same <laughs> Sean Patrick As Maloney. we've discussed, as we've discussed, Mike was making fun of me again because I, after I went and saw Kathy Hochul, I came home and it was just like, gorgeous. Cheekbones could slice me open. And Mike's like, every time you see a politician, you are so horny for them. Like they're all <laughs> shiny and bright in person. When will, when will you accept this? I think also 
the the thing about where things landed, even if we do lose the house, and we'll talk about this shortly, is that like I was sort of ready for a 2016 type of type of dread and devastation around like I was ready to feel like people just don't care. They just yeah. don't care about mm-hmm. men that want to grab us by the pussy. They just don't mm-hmm. care about our rights. It just didn't matter to them. Something mm-hmm. else dumb mattered more. Like I was, I was, I was really ready. I was like bracing for that. And the mm-hmm. fact that people were like that, the fact that people either expressly repudiated that or just weren't mm-hmm didn't care enough to turn out to vote for those candidates. The fact that every swing state anti-democracy secretary of state lost, the fact that they flipped so many state houses, the fact that we did keep the Senate, that I believe every Mm -hmm. Democratic incumbent won. Yeah, that people stood up for abortion rights across Mm -hmm. the board too. It's just, and, and I think we said it in our debrief on Wednesday, but like, even though a lot of these elections were closer than it makes sense to me for them to be. And like, it's wild that Georgia goes to a runoff or whatever. It's the first time in a long time outside like the Biden election, I guess, where I ha- just haven't felt like I'm living in full crazy town. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, y- yeah, just like just since cut, that day. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, OK, people do care about these things that seem so important and in, in, are at the front of my mind. They're important right. to other people, too. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been carrying this dread about it since January 6th, really, because we got the Biden election win, and that was awesome. But then we got January 6th. <laughs> so it was hard to relax. And then I think, I mean, we've chatted about, like, just feeling so hopeless for this country in a way that, like, I would say is worse post-Biden getting elected. Because when Trump was elected, at least you had the the hope and the glimmer and the light <laughs> right. at the end of the tunnel that when Biden or when someone else gets elected, that it's all going to get better. And then when things weren't immediate, you know, better, it was scary, but this is like, no, there is hope and people do want better. And, you know, hopefully we really, I like, it's just like Democrats can't slack. Like Mm -hmm. we really have to be. And again, you know, I love AOC, but like even, yeah, a lesson that, that she, does that I hope more politicians take is like she has canvassers all like no matter what the election is even if she's in a safe seat whatever she has canvassers people constantly doing shit mm-hmm. and like again you know people do care about this and imagine if people cared more consistently mm-hmm. where we would be as a country you know it's not just this thing that happens once every two years or once every four years it's like something that people are consistently working on, I think could be really exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed 100%. Millie, Tamaris, and Elise Morales, where were you when the Senate was called for Democrats in the middle of Tiffany Trump's wedding on, on that, on that Saturday, (laughs) on that Saturday, it was a really fitting, you know, you know, kind of, kind of parallel to that gorgeous Saturday morning where it was, where Pennsylvania was called for Biden this time. It was Saturday was very warm in New York. It was just a beautiful day called Saturday night. Harold Tweet. Less, yeah. yeah, less exciting. Obviously. So many of us did find out from Elise Morales. I was, I was, it was about 10, 10 PM and I, I am, that's normally my sleepy time. But, um, but yes, you found out via text Millie from, from yes, breaking news at, app, Elise Morales. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I was at this bar. It was already a bizarre night. I, went, oh, no. I just saw my friends. I just saw my friends one hour show where like, let's go to this bar after and celebrate. And like, 
watch and we didn't know that it was a latex party for gay men at that bar. And I knew one of my straight guy friends, he was having his birthday party at that bar at the same time. So he came in to a latex. So I'm like, wow, things are crazy right now. This is, Mm -hmm. you know, no judgment on the latex, whatever. And then I'm sitting down eating nachos, get a text from Elise during Tiffany's Trump's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Nevada just got called and I'm like, this night cannot get crazier. Okay, so as many of you guys know, I'm out here. I'm out in LA. I'm working on a project. It's called the CBS Showcase. I'll tell you more about it when you can watch it later. But either way, we had been filming all day at the beach, but I had also been alternately checking in on Tiffany Trump's weird wedding because Mm -hmm. I was like, I was fascinated. I think even before the news was called, I thought it was completely wild that she had planned her wedding for the weekend after the midterms. Like that Mm -hmm. feels like a very at Mar-a-Lago with all those people. I think first of all, she's doing it at her her dad's venue. She could have had any weekend. Who is getting married? Who is getting married in November in Florida? It was chosen. This is my conspiracy theory. It was chosen specifically because they thought it was going to be purpose. They thought it was going to be a blowout and that he was going to get to go and get, you know, like he uses his child. He, he buried his yeah. ex-wife on his golf cart, like golf <laughs> course. He's not he's he would be like, Tiffany, you have to get married after the midterms. So anyway, that's my conspiracy theory about all that. So I was fascinated by the entire thing. Anyway, had a very long day of shooting, got back to my hotel room, was doom scrolling, just saw the news basically as soon as it flashed up, blow off a tweet. Oh, I can't believe this happened during Tiffany Trump's wedding. It couldn't have gone better. Mm-hmm. As Twitter goes, like, you never know. You never when know. One is going to get in the algorithm and get out in the world. This tweet yeah. started blowing up so fast. And it also oh just so happened to be one day after I changed my profile to picture to myself on set with full goth <laughs> clown makeup, like dressed That's as an so insane cool. clown. And so this tweet starts going viral. It's now on Instagram with me as a goth clown. It's like on every platform. So funny. And now, also, as a result, because this thing did numbers, I mean, as soon as I saw that it was going that way, I muted the entire thing because you you can't. Yeah. Involve, yeah. You want to. You want to. Yeah. Have, you I just stay I, alive. Exactly. Yeah, we'll live like, it all. Yeah. I, farewell to this tweet. But I did check in on it at one point, and when I tell you, if you want to see the dumbest people in the world. There are so (laughs) many boomer Republicans under this tweet replying with the image of me as a goth clown being like, wow, your makeup looks like shit. This is how you dress. Wow, you should wear less makeup. Look at the fit. Like, they don't realize I'm wearing a costume, mama. I'm a professional actress, bruh. I mean, and it's also such an insane picture, but they're like, they think it's like how I really look on the day to day. And they keep like, it's. It's so also if funny. anyone has this makeup, it is their Lularoe selling motherfucking wives. <laughs> like- I, well, yeah, that's true. It's like first of all, I look like an evangelical preacher's wife in this yes. makeup. There is something about this picture, Elise, where it's like I've just never seen makeup so pronounced in a Twitter avatar. There's yeah. just something about it. It's very like it's very small, but you see every detail. You see every color. You see every every nuance. Listen, shout out to Chris, the makeup artist on our set. Um, he's doing a great job. When you see why I'm wearing the goth clown makeup, when this yeah. all comes out, you're gonna go, "Wow, 
That's what the makeup was for. I changed my picture to that because Twitter is going downhill. I messed around with trying to lose my verification. Couldn't get it taken away. Mm-hmm. So now I'm still here. But then I was like, whatever. I don't care about this website. I'm turning my picture to me as this weird clown. And then the next day I went viral on such an insane level. And now so many people are tweeting this picture of me as a clown at me being like, you look like shit. So Millie was at a latex party and Elise is getting clowned for looking like a clown. Yeah. Well, it's just really like really exemplifying their disdain and their thing. A lot of we talked about this last week. A lot of Republicans are complaining about an overeducated women mm-hmm. who are voting for Democrats. Who are? I mean, my favorite was the Babylon Bees guy of like overeducated single women who are addicted to SSRIs and alcohol and TikTok. Yeah, and that TikTok was great. are the are the Democrats' base. And I mean, first yeah. of all, go off. But also, but also, yeah, like then to see this like tweet go viral and it's like, oh, this is what I'm talking about. This is how all yeah. the single women look. Truly, people are retweeting this picture and it is like, if you think it's real, it is very so funny. funny. People are like, yeah. quote, in the quote tweets, it's people being like, the face of psycho liberals. And it's like me yeah. as a goth clown. Yeah. And it's really oh. been making me laugh a lot. Oh man. I think this is the I think this is the video of the podcast we put up and then we put up the picture with it. The picture of me. Also I look insane. Oh. I do look It really insane is in the just telling of why the outcome was the way it was. Like we yeah. wonder why Democrats won. Elise is a professional actress working in Los Angeles. Millie was at a fucking latex party. Of course, Democrats are going to win. <laughs> Everybody hates. Everybody hates Republicans. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. I personally appreciate extracting maximum enjoyment from what could have been our last weekend without Donald Trump, Republican presidential candidate. They've been saying he's going to announce tomorrow. This isn't a like leak. This is like his spokesman, Jason. This is the worst sentence ever. Trump spokesman Jason Miller told Steve Bannon that Trump will announce his presidential run tomorrow. I feel like I should say some sort of curse after. I can't believe I just uttered that. Here's the thing. Republicans don't really want him to do this kind of like at all anymore, but especially not before the Georgia runoff because then then a vote for the Republicans, like he's he's trying – just as soon as Trump is kind of like in the mix, he he leaves no other oxygen for any other anything else in the Republican Party. It is Trump. Mm-hmm. 
Also, just funny tomorrow, Pence's books, so help me God, comes out. I wonder if Trump is just is that like, what no, I got on January 6th. Stupid book about. Like, he's not really going to talk shit about Trump. No. He's not going to say anything cool. No. Or, like, it's like, why even write this? Book also, tomorrow, you know who else's book to- comes out tomorrow, which I didn't even know until tonight? Michelle Obama. She's got another book coming out. It's, what? It's, yeah, it's like advice and like affirmations and stuff. It's, yeah. Oh. Okay, Michelle. Okay. Yeah. She's, so she's going to make another. <laughs> so help me, God. So help me, mother. Uh, I, love, I love those dueling releases plus with Trump's announcement. But um, I mean, what do you guys think? Are you ready for Trump to be back in the, in, in the discourse? Or do you think that – or do you think he'll just continue to be <clears> – excuse me. I guess it sort of depends on the media. Like if they start immediately treating him like a serious presidential candidate <clears> and elevate him to that. Then he will be, but if nothing changes and just occasionally, like some people co- cover his Truth Social tirades, what do you think his announcement will kind of change about the role of Trump in our lives? Mm. I, it's tough because on one, like our twenty twenty four election might be Trump and Biden again, and that's kind of rough because it's like Biden's eightieth birthday is on Sunday. They're so old. And I'm also just like, again, I'm like, is Trump going to live long enough? <laughs> like, I'm just like, Jesus, why are we trying to do this? And then it's also, it's interesting, right? Because I don't, you know, we've talked about, especially offline, how Republicans are over Trump. They're trying to put boost DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Also, a Democratic strategy that mostly worked really well in the midterms mm-hmm. was really putting money into Trump backed candidates to go against like a more reasonable um can't a more reasonable re- democrat and it, it was an incredibly risky strategy which like and you said paid risky. off ev- in every single one and, yeah and most of them so i'm just like i wonder what this means for a like trump rerunning like exactly regoing again but then also i'm like there is no front runner moderate Republican now because the only other person is Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit, he's crazy too. He's not like e- this even keeled person. A lot of people even say that he's unlikable, like within the Republican ranks. Lacks not charisma, as bad as they Ted say. Cruz. But like he's doing extreme, like he's enemies with Disney and is yeah. like, whatever. He's not like a Mitt Romney. So it's, it's interesting. I'm interested to see like what the strategy is um, and how this will affect us. Cause yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. And I, I feel myself torn because on the one hand, it really feels like Trumpism has now actually failed for three elections. Going back to the 2018 midterms, Trumpism has lost for three election cycles now. It's close and it's stressful, but it has happened three times. And again, he did not win the popular vote the first time. So like, yeah, (laughs) we still have the electoral college, so it is what it is. But like his, he is actually not his, what he's doing is actually not popular. And it's proven that now at the polls three times. That said, I learned a lesson (laughs) in the year 2016 to joke about this man as a potential presidential candidate, to write this guy off, to act like it's a done deal. I learned. I learned. I learned it hard, and I. 
I I got smacked down. <laughs> it was hard. your fault, Elise. I was the at fucking say. Hillary Clinton's <laughs> yeah. election night event, and I said to myself on that day, "Remember what you saw here." And so I, this is my five I mean, song. Yes, you weren't oh. the only one, and also Shatter. like we're still like learning that even still. Mm-hmm. To this day, because I'm surprised that Herschel Walker has to go in a run. I mean, we're still like, it's still crazy. I mean, it is good to remember that Warnock did actually get more votes. And if there had not been this third libertarian spoiler candidate Mm -hmm. in the race, potentially we could have gotten ourselves to a place where there was no runoffs. I do maybe... But we don't know. But also because maybe the libertarian people would have voted for yeah, Herschel voted Walker, for so Republicans. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, yeah, yeah libertarians. True. Honestly, personally, libertarians are worse, but than Republicans. Yeah. But that's why neither <laughs> candidate was able to get to over fifty, which is how we like ended up in this runoff situation. I do feel like if Donald Trump announces that he is running on Tuesday, it is good for us for Georgia. Because yeah. I think it will freak people out to come to the polls against mm-hmm. Trump again, even though he's not really what's on the ballot. Like he takes up so much airspace. It feels like when you go into the polls and you vote for a Democrat, you're voting against him and his world, even if it's actually just his yeah. backed candidate in Georgia. And yeah. even if it's just a one, a, even if the Dems already have the majority. And I also am like, he's definitely not going to not announce just to help the Republican Party because he doesn't give a fuck about the Republican Party. He gives a fuck about himself only. Yeah, he's mad at them now. He does not care about... I had had some annoying people in my mentions being like, you think Trump cares what about the midterms or what happens to Republicans? I'm like, no, I think Trump cares about looking bad personally and he looks bad right now. Do I think he cares about the Republican Party's strength as a whole? No. No, I don't. But I do think that he cares that all his candidates lost and everyone's saying mean stuff about him and he looks stupid. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like all over DeSantis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's what he cares about. He doesn't. No, of course, I don't think he cares about the Republican Party, but you can't respond to people in your mentions. So I had to well, just leave it. He yeah. also <laughs> never was like, I'm hoping that he announces and gets backlash because he has yeah. been threatening to say shit about Ron DeSantis that mm-hmm. nobody like yeah. he's like I have like blackmail basically of like yes I know shit on you I know more than la 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 so I'm like I wanted to get very messy it's like real housewives over there oh I, I feel like this is sort of like if a retired housewife or a fired housewife let's say Donald Trump's like a fired housewife who gets Ramona. a new project on some like yeah on some like weird outlet if, if the press is all over it, like, look, Ramona's got a new show. Everybody, let's look at this new show. Let's do recaps of all of Ramona's new shows. People are going to pay attention of the show. If they're covering every rally that this man does, if they're covering everything he does, it will sort of rise to the level of like him being another legitimate candidate if he gets that auction. But if everybody just chooses, I don't know. I'd like you at least. It's like, did we try to ignore it last time? But I, I, in any event, it's going to he's going to be a caustic presence for plenty of time that like we don't need to be all over it tomorrow. I just am thinking if like, Herschel Walker, like, I wonder if Trump's gonna be like, oh, I'll come down there and do another rally with you. And Herschel Walker's like, I'm good. <laughs> like, imagine getting turned away. No, you know, I yeah. don't think he would. Immediately, he no. Would. <laughs> Immediately, now, no. If I was Warnock, I'd get Christian Walker to be on the stage with me. Yeah, well, Herschel's that seems son. even harder. Yeah. Have yeah, they reconciled? Which- 
No, th- no, but that's oh, if I you, if you, you were guys Warnock. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah, if I was Warnock, I'd get Christian Walker, got it, Herschel's son, yes. to come and talk shit. But I'm also like, yeah, I think that we were saying that the Republic, the Trumpism has failed for three elections, never won the popular vote. He just has 30 to 40 percent of the country feels strongly for him. Yeah. And it it dwindles every day as more Republican rising stars come up. Mm -hmm. But most of the country doesn't fuck with him, doesn't fuck with the policies, doesn't fuck with that shit. Um, So it's just, yeah, it's just going to be really interesting to see. And then, and then when you're talking about two Republic, like that push and pull between DeSantis and, and Trump, it's going to be very, I'm very interested to see what's going on. Yeah. I do not know how Ron DeSantis threads this needle because if Trump announces on Tuesday, there's the, I think the only way that Ron DeSantis could thread this needle is if he got, if he went to Trump before he announced and said, don't announce support me. I will pardon you for every crime. The, <laughs> the moment that I am in office, I will pardon you for every crime. We'll put a big ass painting of you in the white house. I'm going to put you on a coin, like mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Like, because I do think that one of Trump's big motivations is his Absolutely. legal issues. He would have to stop it before it even happened because once Trump announces, that means he's in the race and that man, he will never agree to lose a race mm-hmm. and he would never agree to back someone who beat him. Well, so I don't know how I mean this man has still never said I concede. I'm sorry if that that's wrong, but he has never conceded. He's never the, said no. it. And, so he, why- and he never and he never will. That's never an outcome. So that's that's my anxiety about him announcing even if it doesn't like get too much coverage or impact Georgia. It's just like I just don't want this world anymore and yeah. like but- we'll pivot to Elon shortly, but if this motherfucker then brings him back I don't know. Well, and who even I'm knows what Twitter g- means? We'll get to that next. I'm just going to say I agree with you sanity-wise that it would be bad. But content-wise, <laughs> Trump not conceding to a primary where he lost? A primary. A primary where if DeSantis won and and Trump <laughs> lost? Juicy, the juicy, juicy, everybody juicy. like write him in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he that would, would never. Wild. And then like people are confused and write in Trump. I mean, come on. I mean, truly. Pe- good, Trump point. Good point. Good point. He is truly he like. could be a spoiler. Again, he does not care about the Republican Party. Nope. He cares about himself. Exactly. And if Ron DeSantis were to beat him in the primary, <gasps> I think Trump would literally, Jesus. number one, refuse to concede. Number two, say it was stolen. Number three, tell his people not to vote. Like, I don't know how, even if Ron DeSantis beats him in a primary, he comes out of it with the like without losing a huge mm-hmm. amount of votes because this yeah. man does not, he only cares about himself. And, and people you know finally what? see DeSantis and they see the way the New York Post is framing him, like face tuning him and his entire family, like the troll dream within an inch of their lives. Like, look at this, look at our hero that's going to come basically be like our like our like really nicely laundered Trump who only wants a 15 week abortion ban. I'm just saying that even though Biden is not the most progressive or anything like that a sloppy, sloppy, messy GOP primary and lots of drama on the GOP side and Biden's going to keep 
slowly background dark Brandon. And then we have all these really great, the rising stars of the Democrats are these 23-year-old Gen Z social media managers highlighting every fail mm-hmm. of the GOP. Yeah, that's true. I'm it's just gonna saying be good that's content. a winning 2024 strategy, even with whack-ass Biden. I'm sorry, not that he's whack, but he's just he's like- 80. He's, <laughs> he's 80. He's 80. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You know, we we were going to get into today kind of like the mechanics of the outcome of this House and Senate, but you can you know go to the New York Times for that. The it, it, we'll talk about the outcome. Listen kind to of tomorrow, the Daily Bitch. This is betches. So <laughs> we'll break down that. And obviously, Sammy's always breaking that down. It's in the newsletter. But finally, today, you know, I want to get into the. I don't want to get into the entire Elon Musk Twitter meltdown of it all, but there has oh been God. so much that we haven't been able to cover. So I'm wondering, you know, did you have a highlight of the Twitter meltdown? Did you did you all have a Absolutely. favorite? fake brand tweet, a favorite, you know, performance, Elise Morales. Absolutely. Um, My favorite, the best use of the short-lived $8 blue check mark is the person who pretended to be Eli Lilly, said that insulin was free, and the company's stocks tanked by billions of dollars. Fuck Eli Lilly. Fuck what they have done with insulin. It costs them $10 to make. They charge people $270 a month. People are dying. They're rationing their insulin because of it. God fucking bless. I don't know who did that, but God bless them. And And that's not a crime, right? Like... Fine. That's Elon I Musk think paves that, like, the way. Twitter can get in trouble because oh, yeah. Twitter hell verified yeah. them, which hell is what yeah. also rocks. Like I don't think it's it's not a crime for you to pay eight dollars and verify your account and say you're Eli and Lily, but it might be a crime <laughs> for Twitter to have verified you and let you mm-hmm. put that out into the world in that way. So juicy, 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 very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Eli Lily is the best example of this. For me, secondary to Eli Lilly is a tie between the Nestle, which was uh, at Nestle Death Cult that was uh, <laughs> verified. And that tweet was, we'll steal your water and sell it back to you, LOL. And, <laughs> and tied between, for me, this, this one hit close to home because I studied about the Guatemalan Civil War uh-huh. and genocide and all of that. So at Chiquita, Chiquita Banana... Achiquita verified, we apologize to those who served a misleading message from a fake Chiquita account 
We have not thrown an overthrown a government since 1954. <laughs> Famously, that's when the Guatemalan Civil War yep. started off because of Chiquita, Chiquita fucking banana. banana. Yeah, if you haven't Googled the fact that Chiquita banana is like a nexus of evil so. and like pain in Latin America. <laughs> oh, no. Interesting stuff. Interesting Hundreds stuff. Hundreds of thousands of indigenous stuff. Latin Americans. Yeah. Died at um, the hand over fucking bananas. The Beetlejuice song. No. It's actually about like picking bananas for Chiquita banana. Listen oh, to the lyrics. What? It's like actually, yes. You're blowing home. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight, come and me won't go. Home. Overworked. Yeah. Okay. Overworked. All right. But yes. anyway, those are those are awesome. But I like that. I, I liked but, British Petroleum too. They said just because we killed the planet doesn't mean we can't miss it. <laughs> Immediately suspended. <laughs> well, but you're talking about my favorite politician. Yeah, the politician one that was that was very very rich was that. So basically, the Washington Post like we knew this was going to happen with the verification that you could pretend to be anyone because Twitter doesn't make you have the same display name as like your account name. You can pretend to be do anything. So Washington Post reporter was able to create a verified account impersonating Senator Ed Markey, which basically just like proves the vulnerabilities here. And then Musk was just like cyberbullying him. He was like, "Well, the things you say are so stupid that of course it would seem like parody." This is a senator who has oversight over many of Musk's companies, including, I believe, the one where the cars keep blowing up and have killed people. Yes. Musk just then kept bothering him, but uh, but Marky said, fix your companies or Congress will. And then my kind of favorite thing is the one, my ultimate favorite thing, like Veep moment is the one I sent you last night where Elon Musk then said, okay, we're going to have to figure something out where we'll have a system where you can tell that a brand is really a brand and that a famous person is really that famous person. <laughs> Which is, the dear listeners, the verification system that he has completely thrown into disarray. And he has completely disrupted the the means by which we were able to verify that it was a brand or a person. And now this man, what is he going to do? A check mark and then like, and then what? Like a green, a green fucking light? What's he going to do? Well, what's just really funny is that Elon Musk, again, he's the dog that caught the car. He said all this stuff. <laughs> he really thought that like... He thought that Twitter would, and I and I saw like a thread to this effect, but like Elon Musk truly believed that Twitter was being run. He like by like a social justice war with a social justice warrior message driven by trying to make democratic policies, mainstream, whatever. And then he actually became in charge of the business. And it turns out actually their decisions were just being driven by being a business. And <laughs> when mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. and the reason that verification was the way that it was, was because of what he has now seen. Uh, and you need to be able to tell who's real and when you need to be able to tell like when you're something is speaking with an authentic voice and so now it's like he went in shook all this stuff up and he's going to end up coming all the way back around to the policies that were originally fucking in place and i think and meanwhile we're see eli that. lilly lost a billion dollars eli lilly good, lost a billion good. dollars fuck them and i'm yeah. glad that this is happening before he made a decision on the trump stuff yeah, what a smart, smart, brilliant businessman. To yeah, but it's also like same thing with Trump. And like these business, Silicon Valley are the most apolitical motherfuckers that are only motivated by money. So it's not like they care about silencing right-wing people. They, It's literally about this is hurting our business. When people see racist stuff, they don't want to come on our website. Let's get the racism or scare. Or when people see a president inciting violent shit 
on Twitter, mm-hmm. it d- makes us not want to go on this website. So right. they yeah. they fucking yeah. deplatformed him. It's not because they care about right wing whatever. It's literally a, a money thing. And for Elon Musk, like he's he's really realizing. And it is, yeah, full circle into all the policies that they had. Less effective because yes. these people have been doing it for years. Uh, and also he has this big ego where he won't concede that, like, yes. hey, maybe these people did know what the fuck they were talking about. Somebody maybe I really ought to tell Elon Musk to work smart and not and not hard. That is that is our show for today. <laughs> we will be back with more election updates tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Hopefully we know the House outcome outcome soon. It can start commiserating and uh, looking at what the next two years of our lives will look at, or at least the next one year until we are only talking about 2024. That is our show until the end of yeah. democracy. <laughs> until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.